Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, happy Monday and we are coming to the end of the summer aren't we? And Uh, I don't know about you and where in the world you are, but in the UK, we have had all the weather over the last few weeks. So we've had gorgeous sunshine. We've had a bit stormy, but it's been amazing, I think, to kind of experience it all, Um, particularly the sun. And it always makes me um, (laughs) always makes me chuckle a little bit uh, about the Brits. And I don't know if this is true uh, for you, wherever you are. But for, for us, we like to moan about the weather when it's wet. And we wish for sunshine. And then when we had this glorious warmth and sunshine, and then we moan because it's too much. <laughs> and it always strikes me it's that. Okay, I guess it's not being grateful for what you have, whatever that is. And, you know, when it's too hot, then uh, we enjoy it. But then we moan about it because it's a bit uncomfortable. Or it's, a, it's a bit too much. When it's wet, we moan about it because we don't want to be out in the rain. And certainly Hector, my dog, does not like being out in the rain. Um, I'm not sure if he's been out yet today because it's been a bit drizzly. But if we have gratitude and can appreciate the benefits of all those different weather states or all those different experiences in our life, then I think it's a more positive headspace to be in. So sort of seeing what good comes from it, if you like. So when it is wet because I think that is the one that more than anything people tend to not like so much when it's wet thinking of why that is necessary for life thinking of the the positives of that and being grateful for it being grateful for the food (laughs) that we have as a result of it being grateful for particularly in the UK how beautiful it is with the the greenery everywhere and yeah I guess the importance of that cycle um, but gratitude, I guess, um, is quite relevant for this week's conversation or today's conversation with Estelle, because she shares uh, about her music and their process of that. But also she references being abused when, when she was younger and how for her being able to sort of come to terms with that and move from shame to to almost being kind of proud of getting through it and seeing it actually as as a gift and the resilience she's built from it is a perspective that maybe a lot of people wouldn't have quite understandably um, about being abused or being in difficult traumatic situations like that but Estelle has changed how she feels about it um, and, and sees it as a gift so it's something that if you have been through um a traumatic or abusive situation yourself it it might be a completely different perspective to the one that you have and and I don't think there's a sort of right and wrong perspective to have on it because it's your own personal journey but I think it's interesting to hear Estelle's perspective on it and how she has changed how she feels about that situation and that experience and the impact that that has had on on her life. It's also really interesting to listen back and we recorded this Oh, I don't know, Um, (laughs) several months ago. And actually a big thing for Estelle is about uh, social change and justice. And racism is something that she mentioned several times about growing up in France and then uh, in the US. And and yeah, I guess it's interesting to listen back to because this was pre um, 
we're not pre-Black Lives Matter because Black Lives Matter as a campaign has been going for I don't know how long. Um, but in terms of the kind of more recent um, events and attention that has been on Black Lives Matter, it's interesting to listen to this conversation with someone who, yeah, really, really cared about it before. I guess it was fashionable to do so, you know, and uh, that's something we've talked about here on the podcast as well, about the importance of meaningful change and not just talking about something and saying you care about something just because suddenly everyone's talking about it and it's kind of the done thing but actually to think about your own perspective your own choices your own experience and how they maybe have benefited from injustice in in the system but thinking about kind of meaningful change and showing up for that even when that initial interest has passed so um it was just yeah just interesting um for me to kind of listen back to it and uh you know for that topic to come up because I think it's something that maybe has has been brought up by people as something that that is important to them but I think it's something that people are talking about more and more now even though it's always been an issue and something to talk about so yeah uh, <laughs> I'm not really uh, making any sense now and sort of waffling as I tend to do. So with all that being said, I am going to pass over to the conversation with Estelle and I will be back at the end very briefly. Hi everyone, I'm really excited to welcome this week's guest Estelle to the podcast. So welcome, you could introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit about you, that would be great. Hi, thank you for having me. So my name is Estelle California. I was born in France. I moved in Auckland seven years ago. I fell in love with the community right away. I'm a musician. I'm a committed artist, I would say. I'm very passionate about social change. And here I am with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for, for joining us. So it'd be really great if we could talk a little bit about how you got into music and how um, you got to kind of where you are now creating music and being as you say a committed artist and, and what that looks like well I think sometimes in kids you see very early what's going on what they are called to do but in the in the family where you are born people don't see you the, the way you are but they see you the way they want you to be which is not the, <laughs> the true nature so as a kid I was always obsessed by justice I was always saying it's not fair and people would make fun of me but result, I'm 40 and I still sing about what is not fair, you see. Uh, and I was a musician because I was trained very early, like in France, classical, piano, then I did some saxophone, some voice also coaching. Um, but then when I came to California, I understood that I could create with it. I could be free to create my songs and to do my things. But in France, I was more like in a rigid training. So I had all the luggage and then here I was able to put everything together because I, I didn't have anything to, to conform to. Hmm. Was that something maybe about the culture of France versus California of being much more formal? It's much more formal for sure, but also when you, it is, and here it's not. Here you can be anything you want. You are welcome, any color, any shape, any gender. It's amazing. But also I think when you leave, you are imprinting your family, people who knows you, who have expectations on you, and you, you go at the end of the world, you are free to be whatever you are. 
And sometimes it's hard to be who you are in, in the place you were born. Yeah, that's very true, isn't it? Because I think everyone has their expectations of who you are and what you're supposed to do. And if you change, because we do change as, as we grow up, don't we? Um, that can be difficult because people don't want you to change sometimes. They like you to stay how they want you to be or what, how they know you to be. Well, I think I was already this way all the time, but I just, I didn't have the soul to, to blossom this way, you see. And when I came here, it was such a freedom. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And so you have uh, an EP. Um, yeah. So I wonder if we could talk about that and talk about your music a little bit more. Well, the EP is called My Name is Freedom. You see, it's coherent. Uh, it is five songs, pillars of my journey, because I also, um, I've been very sick. I had a lot of trauma, so I had a lot to overcome. And these songs came to me like, uh, I think I channeled something, my subconscious, my soul. I don't choose to write them or to have them. They come to me and then they are my teachers. They lead me, they show me the way, they imprint me. It's magical. Uh, and I hope and I think and I feel that they can do the same for other people. This is the gift of them. So I'm very grateful and humble because it's not me. You see, it's not about me. It's not, I mean, in a way it is, but it's not me wanting to do something. And I can't, it's just, come, I'm very grateful. It comes to me. And then I try to take myself out of the way because my small self would judge and, yeah, 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 and you know, it's not helping. <laughs> and then when I, be my, when I get myself out of the way, uh, it's beautiful and it's very powerful and meaningful. And, and they, I mean, they raised me before these songs. I was not at all the one I'm strong to be now. Mm. Do you find, uh, even if you're trying to sort of get yourself out of the way and just let it sort of flow through you, if you like, do you find that the process of writing and creating songs therapeutic in some way? Oh, it is more than anything for me, because even just the writing, uh, when I was a kid, I, um, I mean, I've been through abuse and I would forget everything. Uh, and my brain was kind of uh, not processing the way of normal people from the beginning, I think, because when you grow up like in fight or flight, it's a bit compromised. But, but by writing, I would have all the truth coming back to me. I would have all the memories. I would have amazing beauty coming back to me. It was amazing, always, the writing process. Because I think when I try to think with my mind, it's a bit the mental thing. That's what I learned here. You know, in France, it's a very intellectual country. So they all think that what your thoughts are everything. But I learned that here, no, your thoughts are not everything. Your thoughts come from your joy imprinting too, and what you are, you are printed to think from your family, the culture, but it's not the truth always. And sometimes it's confusing. And so my writing would always be very clear, very no doubt, no confusing, amazing beauty and truth. So that has been helping me so much. So of course, therapeutic and healing and and. and so grateful yeah Mm. I think that's the amazing thing about music that there's something in the creative process that's very therapeutic but music for people listening to it is so powerful the the way it makes us feel certain emotions the way it can help us understand things because it's very emotional right and I think emotions are we are we are led by it a lot so it's it's very powerful yeah Mm. yeah absolutely and and I had a little listen uh, to some of the, st- the songs on your EP before this, and there's a couple of lyrics that, that I really loved. So in your, your song, Star, the, the lyrics you're talking about, uh, my name is, and this idea of your name not belonging to anybody, and 
being able to change it. And so I was wondering, because obviously our names have got like a real link to our identity. So I wondered if there was a sort of message behind that. That's the biggest statement of my EP. So, you, you know, you got, you got that's why the, the name is My Name is Freedom. Because as a victim, uh, your story is taken away, your identity, your truth, like the slave uh, had no name anymore, right? They, were, they had no name, but they one of their owners. So your name is a big symbol of your, how can I say, your own oneness like your your very space your 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 integrity your identity your truth your your worth everything and when you you are abused in a small or in a big way this is begin to be attacked and so this statement is a big one i sang this song for three years in a loop on my piano by myself and that's a huge leap in my life and still now even with what's happening now when i lose myself when i think like intrusion or i don't know what's going on it happens a lot. I, I go back to the song. I know my name and nobody's going to make me forget. My name is freedom. My name is revenge. My name is song of justice and forever is. And it is, um, I mean, it, I think for all my life, but it is a big mantra for all of us. Like whatever's going to happen, whatever, anybody's going to come your way. I know my name and nobody's going to change that. Mm, I think that's such a powerful message because I think, for all of us, and, and I think if we've been through some kind of trauma, um, like you said you had as, as a child, then then that has a really big impact. But I think for all of us, sometimes we have times where we lose ourselves a little bit or we worry too much what people think. Um, so I think for everyone, it's a really powerful reminder that, yeah, that kind of, you know your name, you know who you are, no one can take that away from you away from you yeah yeah <laughs> and still now I mean I work so much on myself and I'm 40 and I still I remind myself because it's so easy and when you're a mom and when you're something and you and yeah it's a good go back to point this song like oh <laughs> yeah yeah and and there's a, there was another line in it I wrote down as well that it has been taken away for so long and then it's it's wholly mine again you're I guess in some ways, maybe like reclaiming it or kind of reconnecting with it and owning it yourself, I guess. Well, I forgot so many things myself, my story, I mean, my words. I mean, I really, when I came to California, I've been able to heal the layers, to put all the self, the piece of the puzzle together, to understand why all happened to me. And that's why in the song Grateful, I said that I'm grateful for all the darkness, because I know that that makes me who I am now. So but it takes a long journey to be able to say that and to put all together. So it has been taken away from so long. I didn't know who I was. I couldn't be who I was and all of that. But now I'm here. I'm strong. I know and I repeat it. Uh, and I'm grateful. For, and I have to say that the bad thing that happened to me shaped me and gave me my light way more than the good things. So it's the beauty of it. I think that's um, how I said it yesterday. In Europe, I don't know here so much, but in Europe, when you go to an abuse, you have a double pain. Like you have the abuse and then you have the shame of it, the shame, the guilt. And that's, that should not be because it's a gift in a way. It's a resilience. It's what you have to give back. If we didn't have this thing, we would not be what we're doing now, right? If we didn't have to overcome what we have been overcoming, we would not be doing that thing. So I think it should be seen as a pride. Because that, that is a big power in a way to overcome all that things. Uh, and I think as a rape woman, as a kid with violence, as anything, we are always shame and we feel it's our fault and we feel it's, we are dirty and there's something wrong with us, but there is nothing. 
nothing. That's what gave me California and the, the spirituality. It's just lessons so that you can be shaped in what you have to give and how to, what you have to be. And that's a beautiful, powerful way to see life. Mm. I think um, from, from listening to you, it seems that you've done a lot of work on, on coming to terms with what you've done and getting to this place where you're not sort of trying to deny that it happened and like bury all those feelings. And so because you've kind of faced it in some way, you've got that resilience and you've, and you've learned from it. And, and I think sometimes with, with painful things, we just want to not think about them. And the shame is such a big thing. But for, for if, if you've been abused, the shame, it's, it's something that happened to you. It's not about you. And I think with shame, that's often where we feel, like you said, dirty or there's something wrong with us. And in that situation, there absolutely isn't. It's not, it's something awful possibly that's happened to you, but it's not because of you or anything about you. So I think that's really powerful to then be able to let go of that shame. And I, I guess talking about it and putting it into your music is a way of, not feeling shame about it because when we feel shame we don't want to talk about things but i have to say that and now i'm 40 right and it seems like i'm fine with everything but i i've been to all the layers of talking about i had the shame i could not own it i could not talk about it i've been through all of that so it's not like uh, you see what i mean <laughs> it's a long journey i had years in therapy i said no that doesn't belong to me i'm not this girl this is not me it, <laughs> i had all of that and i have to say that what helped me a lot is the the change of therapy in america that helped me a lot in california it's a very different way of doing it and then the last big layer was the spirituality because when it's not about me, it's a big picture. Like I'm just here to serve something, to give something to the world. And I had to go through this so it would shape me. Then it's way easier to handle it. Because it's not about your small self. Something is wrong with me. What's wrong with me? What do they want? You know, it's, it's different. Hmm. I think that's a really important reminder about the layers. And I think that throughout our life, we're probably still processing everything that happens to us. And, and, so therapy is, is I mean, I'm a big proponent for therapy because I think it is so helpful. But that's, like you said, only one layer and then there are other layers as well. And then you might be like, oh, I, I feel like I've come to terms with it now, I'm fine. And then in a you know a year, something happens, you're like, oh, actually, I still have some stuff <laughs> to unpack from that. I think it's, for me, I, I'm, I'm fine with it now. <laughs> I think it's all my life. And anyway, I want to be a better human being, right? I want to less react to things. I want to be more happy all the time. I want to control my emotions. I want to have good thoughts and not bad looping things. So it's just, I will, I will just keep working. And if I stop, working on me anyway I have old patterns coming back anyway so I, I keep doing that and now it's part of my life and I love it and my daughter is shining because the work you do on yourself goes on your kids so my daughter is so happy she sends blessing all the time to the people she loves they have she's grateful it's amazing so I think what we do on ourselves is also shining on the other people around you so it's not a one-time thing I think it's just a whole life to get a better human being yeah I, I definitely agree with that and I guess that that idea of I love that idea of that of the visual of it shining on on your daughter as well. The idea of if we're filling ourselves up and looking after ourselves, then we can really be there for other people. And I guess for your daughter as well, but it's showing her this really positive role model of you know looking after yourself and, and doing this work on yourself. Yeah, there, there was um, 
one other thing that I that I really liked. Um, so I think this is a, a quote or something that you you'd said previously about how obviously your music you feel empowered by your music, but that you're hoping to inspire people who feel oppressed to realize their own strength, find their voices, and to have faith in a better tomorrow. And I just I just love that idea because we're kind of big on this podcast about inspiring people and empowering people and. So I just love that idea of yeah, helping people find their voices and their own strength. Because I think that we we maybe not all, but many of us, or when we can, we try to be the the voice that we would have need to have as a kid. You see what I mean? When we're younger, the the and I had no voice in France at all, nothing. I mean, I think it's still this way as a woman. They are just beginning now. I'm 40, but now they are just. I left like eight years ago. Now they are just beginning now to speak about as raped woman. They say they are just beginning. They are just beginning to speak about kids abused, and it's just beginning to speak now. In the beginning, the small beginning, right? So I think. So imagine all the other women who have no voice, and even when they speak, they're not believed. They, it's. I, I think I've heard that even the people who put who who says they are abused as a woman, uh, and who decide to go to the charge. Uh, to the court, which is a huge process. You have to be so brave, so strong. Even with the one who goes up to there, there's only one person of the men uh, who has a condemnation. You see what I mean? Only one person of this already small percentage. So you have just no voice. It's just a fact. Uh, so for me, it was so important. Now I have the privilege to speak, to go to speak about this. If I would not do that, I would be useless. Like I, this is the only thing that matters to me is to change what was normal in my childhood to, that is not normal anymore, that nowhere or that I will change at least the needle a bit. So being racist, being violent, harassing women is not normal. It is, you have a right to, you know your rights and it's not normal it's happening to you. Because where I grew up, it was normal. It's like, uh, I deserve this treatment. It was a very, a twisted way. You see what I mean? Like saying big racist statement was normal. In France, it's still normal to say big racist statement. Uh, the people don't react to it. It's just the way they are just used to it. And it's not even their fault because we are raised in it. We are used to that. We don't react to it. Uh, but for me, it's important that to point it. So it's not normal. This is very awful. Mm. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just saying that, just thinking about the UK. And and I know for, for, for sexual abuse that there are a lot of people who don't go forward with, you know, going through the police and, and the courts because, it's just, a, I imagine, a very difficult, emotionally difficult process to go through. And those that do, the small number that do go to courts, I also think there's quite a low percentage that, that actually get prosecuted as well in the UK. Um, but I do think we are improving in our sort of attitude towards it, you know, not being okay. And the same with racism as well although again I think you still have pockets in the UK where it, where it happens but I think as a culture we are becoming much I think you are a bit better than France <laughs> I think <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think we have our, our pockets of it but I think generally for, for most Brits I'd, I'd like to think you know if anyone made a big racist or sexist statement or homophobic statement people would be like that is not all right well, that's what we want because it is not right. It is not right. Yeah. Yeah. So I have some questions I ask everyone that comes on and I'd love to hear your responses to these. So my first one is what always boosts your mood? 
and what brings you joy in your life? Well, so many things, fortunately. <laughs> um, there is one amazing thing. It's like black people, the African diaspora. I don't know why it's something maybe from past life make me so happy. Their music, their, because I think they have been through so much uh, resilience that they have an amazing energy, shining strength of life. And when I see people shining their, embracing their life this way, that makes me so happy. Like it reminds me that, okay, we can forget all what we have been through. Life has to be a party. Life has to be happy. Even if you have been through hell, you can still enjoy every moment. Uh, so that's very, always an amazing reminder of joy to me. Uh, then I have my dogs. My daughter is so precious. She now I, I live with her full time. Uh, so I'm enjoying every moment of it. I love nature. I love dancing. Dancing is a huge for the brain. Dancing boosts your hormones in the brain. It's amazing. Uh, I'm not a very big sports fan, unfortunately, but I love swimming. <laughs> swimming in the bay, in the ocean makes me happy. Uh, I think we all have to find our own things, but to, but to go there. I think it, but in my, in my culture, I've been raised like being happy was always kind of a, you should not look for things that make you happy. You should work hard, suffer, and go through pain. And that was good, you know? And that's not true. I, actually, if you follow what lights you up, what makes you happy, this is where is your calling. And then things are going to be easy, and you're going to be happy, and people are going to come to you. And I think this is the way, and we should say it. The rest is big lies. It's not working. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I don't want to just be working all the time in my life. I do want to contribute stuff. But why can't we have a good time? Whilst we're doing working, but you like your work too, you see. Well, well, I work is a big, but for me, it's about contributing and it's about doing something meaningful. But I think even with all of that, and that that is something that's really important to me personally. Why can't you have a good time and be happy while you're doing it? I think if you are just focused on work, life is here to be enjoyed, isn't it? So I think that's really important. You know, in Mind Valley, Mind Valley is a beautiful platform on the internet about personal growth and spirituality and all of that. Uh, and they are now finding that happiness at work is the best tool of productivity. And I think that's a big road that's going to open a big change in the world. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I can definitely <laughs> see that in my own life when I just don't enjoy for whatever reason, whether it's the environment, whether it's the role. It's harder to motivate yourself, but if it's someone you enjoy being, it's so much easier to be motivated and, and be productive because you actually wake up in the morning. And you might still have days where you're tired and you think, oh, I just wish I could sit in the sunshine. But if most of the time you enjoy going in, that's just, uh, yeah, much nicer. That changes everything. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So my next question is what makes life meaningful for you? Well, this social change that I'm trying to, to bring in a way or another, I, I, I try, yeah, this is, this is what is meaningful to me to change this. I think that we still, um, I'm so lucky I came to, to Auckland here, which is a very blessed place in the world, but where I come, but we all have, even here, I mean, there are all some layers of racism in the subconscious. And I am very obsessed with changing that. There is no reason to still have that now, uh, ever. But I mean, still even worse that we still the world now we still carry these kind of things. Uh, social change, yeah, this is what makes life meaningful to me. If, if I did something in my life, I, you know, I did this song, Black is the True Light. 
Uh, and I've seen kids in Senegal singing this song, being so proud of these words. And I was, oh, I can die. I did something with my life now. <laughs> I was, that, that, is, that is meaningful to me. That made me cry. That is more meaningful than any fame, any big things. That is, that is the meaningful part, yeah. Mm, amazing. So um, my next question was two questions. We talk a lot on the podcast about mental wellness. So uh, the first question is, what does mental wellness mean to you? And then how do you look after your own mental well-being? So it is so important because everything comes from there, right? So you learn that you, your thoughts are your energy around you, that you attract this thing, that it's all creating your world. Like actually you create your own reality with your thoughts, with how you process things in your head. So um, and, and also your brain naturally is programmed to focus on the bad things. To have you survive, it's his nature to just loop on the anxiety loops. And I know that because I come from there <laughs> and I've been through so much. So if I let, even now, if I let my brain be natural, he would just loop nonstop on the, the, the disease, what is happening now, the pandemic, the money's not coming, the nanya, all of that, the dogs are going to bite something, you see, all the time. So if you don't take in charge your thoughts and your mental wellness and all of that, um, it's not going to happen by itself. And the movies and all of that. So, so it's very, for me, I mean, I did a lot of work. Right? I had a brain training. I had stem cells in my brain. I had a long journey with my brain, my thoughts, my mental wellness. Um, but it is, a, it is a work of every day. Like all the time, uh, I catch my thoughts and I, oh, I go to blessings. Oh, I go to gratitude. Oh, nonstop. And sometimes it's nonstop. But, uh, but sometimes I loop on good things and I'm so proud. When I go to one good photo, and then I'm so proud of you. Like, oh, you did that by yourself, you see? So it's just a lot of work, but it's a beautiful, rewarding one. Mm. Yeah, I think that, that idea of, of catching, trying to catch the negative thoughts, and and um, it sounds like you're then like redirecting to yes. gratitude or something positive. Non-stop, yeah. Because if not, I just, I mean, I don't know you, but me, I could keep looping on anxiety all day long. Crazy. So, and when I began to do that, like three years ago, four years ago, I did a brain training to get out of the fight or flight reflex that was sucking my body out. Um, and so they, 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 they've been teaching us to do that. And so we had way more than that. That was one of the big tools. Uh, and at this time, it was way worse. We so did a lot of progress in three years, but at this time, it was crazy. And now I still have, I can balance a bit. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So my next question is, so we talk also about mindset and obviously our, um, our approach, our outlook on life. Um, I think we've already hinted that it definitely has an impact on how you feel, how, how you live, um, on everything. So could you describe your own mindset? You mean for my future? Or just generally your, yeah, your kind of mindset, outlook on life or well, I, I, I came to California with a very French mindset, right? Because even if I was never feeling French or belonged to my imprinting, I was still imprinted by layers of French mindset, which is complaining, judgmental, all of these amazing gifts that I had. Uh, and when I came here, I saw that people don't have that. So it took me a long time to, to wash this layer off, but I still work on it. Now I have very... I have some left, but very little ones, uh, but it's a big work too. So I, I try to not judge nothing. I mean, even 
even Trump, if I may say. I work a lot. I, that was one of the biggest challenge, the challenge. I would, I would, uh, understand he's a young soul. He just doesn't understand nothing to life. I'm not here to, I'm not God. I'm not gonna, I'm not here to judge nobody. He's just doing, you see what I mean? And, and there is, there must be a, a bigger lesson for us to learn there. So it's a big work for me, this thing of not judging, forgiving myself, loving yourself. Uh, I mean, I changed the country and I try to change to, to reimprint my mind with all these different way of thinking, of being. And it's beautiful because God, you live way more happy when you don't judge, when you love yourself, when you forgive, uh, when you try to go to gratitude. This changes everything. Yeah, amazing. I think that's a great, I think, well, politics is very divisive, isn't it? And I think if you can try and hold a non judgmental mindset because i would get so angry because you see what i mean with, with justice and fair and and racism so i would have so much anger with when trump came here i was god do you want me to move against someone else why are you bringing this guy here i was i could get so angry with injustice and i had to find a way to get to use my anger with my music with some like a motor in life but to also find a place of peace where i could live with that in a place of my mind and find peace with that and the peace is to think that they are young souls and they don't know nothing to they don't know what love is about they don't know you can't judge and they just don't know and we have been young souls too you know we just had more cycles of life and we learned that it's about something else and we have the the ability to think differently and to learn from our lessons and you have people who just can't the narcissistic people they just now have pity for them because god they're not happy they hate themselves they don't know what love is about and and i try to not go to anger, but to go to this place, you see, of no judgment, and it's a different place. You just protect yourself from them, but you don't, you don't go to fight or flight anymore. Hmm. So one of the things on the podcast, we like to leave the listeners with some practical tips and, and things that they can try out in their own life. So I always ask guests to leave between one and three strategies or techniques or your, your top tips that you would recommend people try that would just have a massive impact in their life. So one to three things. Well, there is one I do with my daughter and I used to love every day when we go to school together. Now I still do it when I wake up. And it, it, the truth is, even if you don't believe in it, even if you're not, it just, it, it does raise your energy and it changes your vibration and your thoughts. So we send blessings. We bless anything that comes the way. We bless the plants. We bless the nature. We say, I bless you with pure love and light. And that just saying that for 10 minutes or five minutes or whatever, that changes your mood, your mindset. Your It's a big difference of energy already. Um, so that we do. Then what do we do? Then my teacher told me to say, all is sacred as I am. And it sounds so easy, but when you say that, nothing is the same anymore afterwards. So you, I keep saying that sometimes. Um, and for me, what helps me a lot, it's a bit more complicated, but I keep doing that, is that the big picture, like it is not happening uh, to me, but for me. So, and this is a big reason in life, because like even this pandemic, all has been cancelled, right? I have no more shows, no more festival, no more nothing happening. And I've been down for a few days, the time to digest that. But then I remind myself, it is not happening to me, but for me. And then... You keep repeating that, the, the brain is a bit stubborn, but you keep processing that thing and then you can visualize the situation from another window. You see the picture differently and it's a bit painful, but, but you can 
go through this differently. I think it's very for me that thing has been helping me so so much. Mm. It's a very it's um it's kind of like a mindset shift, isn't it? And and changing how you think, changing your perspective. Yeah, which is very powerful. Amazing. So, how can people connect with you if they want to? find your music or they want to follow you online where can people find you the music is everywhere it's admissible on spotify pandora amazon itunes everywhere on youtube it's free you have the videos um and me i we have a big group i call a soul family uh, on facebook where i try to post uh almost every day to have like a build of a ray of light somewhere you know in this time um and then I have an Instagram too, but I think Facebook for now is my biggest, where I, I speak the most, yeah. I have a blog where I write articles of social change. Uh, I think you just put it on Google and you see everything coming, yeah. Amazing. And we can definitely put some links in our show notes to your music and your Facebook so people can find you easily from there. But thank you so, so much for joining me today. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so so much for having me we are so lovely yeah I, well, I've really enjoyed chatting to you and and um your music I haven't listened to all five songs but uh the, I think I've listened to three of them and and I really enjoyed them so I definitely recommend people check them out and and really kind of hear the message that, that you're giving in your music because I think it's a really powerful message so thank you so so much thank you So thanks again to Estelle for joining us for this episode. And I have finally got a little bit organized. Um, and you might have seen last week, um, last weekend, an announcement of the upcoming podcasts. So this is something I'm going to try and do on social media, of kind of sharing what is coming up. So you can look forward to some of the amazing guests that we're having on. And Wednesday, we'll be joined by Nicole and I'm really excited about this one. We had a lovely conversation and we also geeked out on one of the many things I like to geek out about, um, but a new one on the podcast about kind of Jane Austen and, and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so it was, yeah, another really fun conversation. And as always, uh, we'd be really grateful if you would rate and review the podcast. We are still hovering around the 18 reviews, although iTunes does a funny thing where sometimes they just disappear for a while. Um, but if you enjoy the show, we would love it if you would give us a rate and share it with someone who you think would benefit from the podcast to really help grow it. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a good couple of days. Uh, this has been actually, I think, quite a nice short episode. If you have any thoughts, as always, on the length of the shows, the kind of content that we cover, um, the frequency the episodes are released, then please do let me know. You can connect with me across pretty much all social media platforms at Psyche Coaching, P-S-Y-K-H-E, coaching, all one word. And we would love to hear your feedback. Um, yes, that's it. I will speak to you on Wednesday. Have a good couple of days. Bye.